0: welcome You're doing the welcome, right now.
1: I'm doing the welcome. Yep, You're we ready? call this the drop ball hey. welcome. On hey. three,
0: two, one, Todd, be go! Happy glad you
1: Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host Cody <laughs> we're, Moorhead. We're and keeping Caliano. it, Todd. My name is Todd Frederick, and we are so excited to be here today and talk to you about what again, My Little. What are we doing? Not Milo. So random, My little My Little
0: Pony. Uh, friendship is magic understand. My Little Pony The Next Generation we
2: are, I'm, I'm joined, joined here by Rainbow Dash Over with, here With
0: Late Starter Todd And uh, Nine Finger Tony Over here Cody So uh, yeah so, I look down I didn't, I didn't realize Cody's got his finger In a brace So he's got his finger brace So like Yeah I don't know So what'd you do I was playing softball. Is that like a new wedding ring? Is it the is, ring yeah. It's like this is yeah. a new it's age wedding tattoos,
2: ring. I got my wedding ring tattooed on, right? So it's, it's not enough. I just had to put on some more bling bling. <laughs>
0: more yeah. Bling. Well, yeah, anyway. so yeah, it's interesting. So we're going to talk about My Little Pony. We talked about My Little Pony. Woo! We're doing that at the movie series. I, I so have
1: questions. I have know, questions. You know I have, how does My Little Pony relate to. Anything in the world of Christianity? I think my little pony can technically relate to everything. Actually, I think it
2: it definitely does. Yeah, yeah I definitely think. Did
0: you see Tom Hardy? See L- yeah, dressed so like you know Rainbow I got Gash a pony costume, Todd. I've worn my pony costume before. Tom, Tom Hardy. I, I came before. in a church. He's costume. like, I want to wear that pony costume. I was like, Can I wear it? I'm like, Yeah, I was gonna wear it, but you can wear it. So he wore. It, came up on stage in my pony costume. Uh, he he fit in the costume pretty well. It was good. Dude, so. I love
2: him. He's great. Uh,
0: so we had a lobby corn named Princess Sparkle. Uh, that was that was Tom. But Princess Sparkle. <laughs> the whole point of this was, in the movie, you have the ponies who used to be friends. They used to be one united community. But somewhere in their ancient history, they got separated. And so they're enemies, afraid of so each other. So you have the what? You have the? The Pegasi, which are the Pegasus. Mm-hmm. And you have the? The Earth ponies. Earth ponies, and you have the... Unicorns. Yes,
2: and they all are scared of each other, Scared basically. of each other, terrified. But they because used to be friends. All of their different...
1: All of the different no tribes... No, talk too much about the the ponies this no, is like, like this, this, no, the this is the awesome. story of the history
0: of the bible todd. listen todd this is strange. northern kingdom the southern kingdom this is, this is no, judea exactly this is judah this is israel the hebrews the is, gentiles
1: versus the this jews is, this
0: is the story now you're speaking a language people. that
1: i understand but when you start talking yeah. about pegasi and and yeah yeah this is why it's the yeah. happy Clappy podcast because yeah. it's it's so close to the edge it's yeah. almost over
2: yeah. well here's the deal it's great because the the Pegasus, they're they they're scared of the unicorns, right? The earth ponies are scared of the everybody. Earth
0: pro, the other earth ponies are scared of everybody. Yeah. Right? The Pegasus. So essentially, the Pegasus Pegasi- Pegasi- don't like anybody because they, they yeah. live up in the mountains. And so yes. we kind of talked about this as the good Samaritan. You know, they got the priest and the Levite. They, they walk by this guy on the side of the road who's been beaten. They don't do anything to help him. And the Samaritan, who's from the other... Which was formerly one kingdom. He's from the other part, who's kind of like a distant neighbor who they don't really like anymore. Some people really dislike, and this is the guy that comes to to the rescue. And in this whole movie, a unicorn comes to town, and everybody is terrified of the unicorn. The unicorn they run away, except for one person. So from from the Earth ponies, and they come together, and they through through loving each other, they save the day. Now it's a little bit different ending than the the Good Samaritan, but they do love each other. We get a great example from Scripture from Jesus telling a story about how who our neighbor is. And the perfect thing was I could always make a corny joke about the neighbors of My Little Ponies. So, yeah. Wow. Oh,
1: oh I, I get it. The neighbors. I mean, it's,
2: it is, it's a great – I really love the message of My Little Ponies, which is basically that ignorance, like fear that's based in ignorance, mm-hmm. doesn't let us – Build good relationships and build good friendships. Like you, when you don't know, you you end up making assumptions about other people without actually getting to know them. Yeah, which is great. I think it's a. So we talked about the world as your
0: neighbor, and we were told to go out and love our neighbors as ourselves. We're supposed yeah. to love others into a relationship with Christ. That's the goal, mm-hmm. and we do that for everyone, whether we like them or not, whether they look like us or not, act like us or not, speak the same language as us or not. We love people because we're supposed to love people. So. Yeah.
2: It's a lot like Matthew's table in Matthew 9, where Jesus invites everybody over to Matthew's house. And he's got all the tax collectors and sinners. And the Pharisees walk past and they go like, why does your teacher eat with the tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus you know, like, Jesus basically said, like, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. Yeah. It's like his way of saying, like, you don't know these people. I came here to help them and, yeah. and build relationships outside of what you think is okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shift some paradigms because the way that you think about people, I see them with their value because I know their story right. and you haven't even taken the time to get to know
0: them. And this isn't just something we love. Like no. yeah, people don't know this, but like Todd's a little older than me, like yeah. 11 years. So Todd would have been graduating high school when ponies came out. And I don't think people know that he has a pony tattoo. Yeah. yeah. They got a Milo pony tattoo. Yeah, like, he did. He he's, he's a brony. Well, yeah. look at it. He's it's showing great. it right now on
1: camera. It's, isn't that a pony tattoo? It's a dragon. What are you talking about, my little pony tattoo? Oh,
0: it's a dragon. I always thought that was a pony.
1: Yeah, I I for real thought that was Rainbow Dash. That's <laughs> so he
0: just showed us.
1: They're all going to actually like, Todd's got a <laughs> pony tattoo? Todd, show it again. Show my it again. Goodness. This is descending into madness here. Luke 10, 25. Yeah. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you yep. read it? He answered, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself." And he neighbor, said, "You have it. answered correctly. Do this, and you will live." But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, "Who is my neighbor?" Yeah. Wait, is that, that on? That, wait, that's your tattoo. Ponies. He said nothing about ponies. You didn't say anything <laughs> about. It. Time I, out. Mean,
0: I heard it twice. I heard neighbor twice. So, so wait, we're, we're good. So that's not the <laughs> pony. Where, so where's the pony tattoo? Todd? Maybe we there is no pony <laughs> tattoo. Maybe I, I mean, maybe I mistook that tattoo. So
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I don't know what tattoos you have that are not normally visible. But I have one and it's a dragon going through an anchor. All I know is Ruth told us that you are. Okay, so,
0: so Todd Todd knows this because he's a he's a he's a brony. But there are dragons also in Milo Ponies. There so are. There actually technically, there are dragons in Milo Ponies. Technically pony. he tried to get out of it. But you have just proved the point. I'm trying to drag you guys back into, yeah. like,
1: biblical studies. We'll
0: go back to the story of the parable. So what happens oh is God. a man gets beaten by robbers and left on the yeah, road for yeah. dead. A priest comes walking by and avoids the man, takes off. He's just too busy. A Levite comes by the man. He's too busy. He goes on. But a Samaritan Where's he's the from the Levite? other he's from the, is other that country. From the company? Comes to the guy's rescue, and not only rescues the guy, he helps get the guy up, takes him to an inn, pays for the guy's you know medical upkeep, comes back and checks on the next day, and says, "I'll give bring you more money if needed." That is the love of a. Why neighbor. was
2: this so important to them? Like, why would Jesus talk about a Samaritan? I don't even understand. Like, Samaritan's purse, well, like, Samaritan, that's where. Tell me more about this. So why like, would a Samaritan text. be so important?
1: Well, the priest and the Levite are actually important too because they're on the way to the temple to perform their sacred responsibilities. Oh, that's so. If they touch the guy, if they touch the guy and he dies, they'll be defiled and unable to do what they're going to do in the temple. Mm, So they have a religious reason for not having compassion on this guy. Oh, but I think what Jesus is trying to do is he's trying to redirect them that this is a human being. And so, like, the purpose of the law is not that you. Um, be so perfectly pure and undefiled. The purpose of the law was always that you have compassion on people. That's right. really what God's all about.
2: So basically I, they I had I, taken the, I mean, the I can see your connection the law, to the ponies, so. right? So yeah. they'd taken like, they'd taken the letter of the law and they'd used it. They'd weaponized it so that they didn't have to help that person. Right. I understand. And the people oh, who were their
0: sworn enemies. I'm so glad we don't do that 2,000 years later.
2: Yeah. We don't do that at all in the church. We never, ever use the Bible to try and like hurt people that it was
0: intended to help. Or even right? get out of stuff. Yeah, or get out, out of stuff. I've
2: never, ever done that. I know, I don't even know any Christians that do that. Mm,
0: never one. Time.
2: Ever. In fact, I have never met a Christian who is not super loving and kind to other people in their life that are different than them. Ever.
1: Have you? You know, I mean, it does talk about you know, like lying in other places. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's being facetious if yeah. you're still listening. So this is what we yeah. call sarcasm.
1: Hey, mom, he's joking. That's you've gotten this far, mom. He's joking. That's what's going.
0: Yeah, yeah. No. Thanks, Todd's mom, for listening to her.
2: Broadcast. No, I mean, like, here's the deal. I'm right. even, I'm guilty of this too, right? Here, I'll tell. Let me tell you. Can I share this? Can I share this? So as like, I'm, I'm a long, long-haired, pierced, tattooed pastor, right? Okay. I get this way towards Christians who are not who 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 are different than
0: me too. Wait a second, I do. You only have an ear piercing. That I mean that that you know about. People have earrings. Yeah, people have earrings. You can't say I'm a long haired, tattooed hippie pierced pastor. (laughs) I added hippie. Like, I didn't just, say that's an earring. I didn't say hippie. You said it literally like, yeah, I got <laughs> I got a bar saying, through my I, arm
2: for Jesus. So. No, but that is a piercing. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pierce for no, his transgressions. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Like, what are you? Okay. Pierced you're, over here? But here's the deal. I'm guilty of this, too. Right. Like, I get in my own tribe and I don't I I I, be, I pass judgments on people who don't who don't look like me or don't act like me based on my convictions or based on my my I mean, preferences, did I just right? Do that? <laughs> yeah, you did. Thanks, thanks, for that. Yeah. Scratch that part, so, Mark. Yeah. So like, but I even do it. So like it's in our nature, but I think that's the whole point of what Jesus is trying to trying to convey is like that's we have to go against our human nature to tribalize and get comfortable and step outside of our comfort zone to go and build relationships with people that don't look like us, that don't act like us, that don't believe like us in such a way that is that is beneficial to their life, that teaches them the love that Jesus told us to have, right? The whole story of the Good Samaritan to me is at somebody who is completely adjunct to, to the person, to the way of life, that that person had decided to step outside their comfort zone and do something beneficial for that person and share kindness and goodness. Right.
0: Right. Let's tee this up for Todd. Yeah. So Todd, so I think so Todd, okay, we, we, we all, we all know that the scriptures is pretty clear the good Samaritan Our neighbors, everybody. We're supposed to love them. We're supposed to have mercy on them. Yep. And compassion. Jesus is clear. Let's, let's make this applicable for people. I'm going to tee it up for you and let you swing. Uh That's the sports analogy. Um, so, Ultimately, how does this impact our lives today when it relates to things in the news? Immigration, racism, culture, people who are different, Ukraine versus Russia. Like how does that how does understanding that we're supposed to love our neighbor, have mercy on them, how does that how does that impact this biblical imperative of the Bible and love on our actual daily lives?
1: So I think that um the first thing I would, I would point out and even really call out is something called virtue signaling. So virtue signaling is where you're basically saying, um, take immigration. So whichever side of immigration you're on, if you go to your social media and you're like, I'm on this side, but you're not doing anything about it. You're basically signaling virtue. You're just saying, hey, I'm on this side. And all of your friends click the like button and your brain gets this big dopamine rush. I think as a Christian the challenge for us is to be loving to people who are in a situation that we might have a strong opinion about. And the best example from immigration that I can think of, I have a friend of mine who used to foster immigrant children. And so he could have an, a political opinion, left, right, center, whatever, he did something about it. He took these kids who were caught up in they were caught up in a system and they needed someone to take care of them. They didn't speak any English. He brought them into his home. He took care of them. He and his wife they took care of them. They bought them clothes. They did something about it. Right. <clears throat> and I think they're they're the example of the good Samaritan, you know. Um, and, and that's where I think we get so caught up in being in signaling virtue and being left or right or being right about an issue. You can be right about an issue and still be compassionate. Um, and you can homosexuality be wrong, can be wrong about
0: true. an issue and still be compassionate. Really, on both sides, you can still you could, have compassion. I mean, yeah. Mercy. You, and be right and wrong about an issue because compassion and mercy is, is love lived out upon others. Right.
1: And I think the other thing about it is just like the king, the values of the kingdom have to transcend the values, values of your politics, you know, because politics is this is my territory and this is where I'm going to stand. Okay. Um, Everybody who's, who's everybody who's excited about, you know, taxing the rich, even there are rich people who think that the rich should pay more in taxes. But nobody's volunteering more money that I know of. You know, the government, you can send them donations.
0: No, don't send the government donations. Send donations to Kyle Young at, I'll insert address here.
1: I think, you know, uh, support your local church. You know, your churches are looking for ways to actually be a good Samaritan, left, right, and center. Um, And if you're going to send some money somewhere, you know. Split it I mean, between Hodel and
2: insert man. address here. <laughs> yeah, and you like, could
0: have just said your address. I could have just said my like, address, but uh, I don't have time for that. So, uh, so let's say practical thing. All right. Do you tip like this is a question for people who are listening to Todd's mom? Um, do you tip the waiter at the restaurant that's covered the guy with with tattoos all over his face and body and arms? <laughs> do you tip him as the same as the cute high school girl? Like they're both as equally as friendly. But who do you tip more? Do you just tip one more because they look different? Like, compassion and mercy, like, is us loving our neighbors as they would ourselves. You don't just value somebody because of the way they look more than the value you place on others. You value them equally in the sight of God. Like, it goes down to the practical. What did you do with a tip at the last time you went out to eat? What, how do you treat the person who delivers your Amazon Prime packages, right? Do you greet the ones that don't look scary and not greet the ones who do, right? And so, that's you know, we think of the, in the big brushstrokes of immigration, of race, but... What about the small brush strokes, the ones that you are gonna be confronted with on an almost daily basis? How does God's compassion and mercy for your neighbor and that love really look like for you? Are you doing well with that? Are you struggling with that?
2: Yeah. I I mean, I for for us, like for us, especially as pastors, I know we talk about this all the time, is like the people that don't look like typical typical church people, right? That's kind of our I'll be honest with you, like those are my people. Like like I know I, I I the people that look like they shouldn't be in church are the ones that I want to spend the most time with, to be honest with you. Like, because I don't look like I should be in church. Like the the first thing that I get as like that people I don't say is think like there is a person who looks
1: like they shouldn't be in church. Well I'm I mean, gonna take issue. With all right. Everybody should be in church. I don't care what you look like. It's <laughs> when you walk into church, yeah, you know whether you know you're a three-eyed freak or whatever people should treat you the same way because we're the church yeah so there isn't a person who looks like they shouldn't be in church
2: oh i agree with that but what i'm saying is like you're stereotypical like what people would say oh i can't believe you're a pastor i get that all the time i I get that all the time from people like oh you're a pastor like with a question mark on the end right like just because i'm a pastor
1: right doesn't mean you have to report it my mom is listening (laughs) yeah
2: Right. But I I think that's I think that's important for I think that's important for people who are coming to faith to realize like it's not just the me's of the world, it's the clean cut, like suit and tie wearing people too who are misunderstood or like it's compassion for everybody, regardless of their what their outward appearance looks like. Every single person has value a story, a position, a thought process that comes from a certain place. And just because you might be on the opposite side of that, you should be willing to sit across the table from them, have a conversation, show them love because everybody should. At least them. treat them equally.
0: Yeah, at least as as you would anyone else. And that that's a start for many people. Some of you listening to this podcast it might be a start for this week. Start peeing, start treating people equally. No matter how they look, no matter how they talk, no matter what their uh, what their um how many slang words they use or if they talk in texting talk where they abbreviate everything, like don't get frustrated with people. Love them, love them. Like Christ would love them and watch how you change through that process. It's not always about changing them. Your love sometimes needs to change your heart first before it really will ever change and impact others through you. I think that's a good place. I agree
1: with you guys that we, you know, we, and you know, we as a church need to do a better job of loving people in other communities. Because sometimes our lack of love drives people to those other communities. Mm -hmm. But there is one exception. If you respond to a text message with K, like just a single letter K, it's not that hard, people. Type out a sentence, use text-to-speech, do something to let the person on the other end know that you actually care about them. Otherwise, you are not a good neighbor.
2: Yeah, or like THX for thanks.
0: I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, wow, can't you just say
1: thanks, you know?
0: No. What about if you type yay a lot? I don't know anybody that types yay.
1: Google has an autoresponder that will respond like two two or three words for you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They don't make any sense. Hey, do you want to go out to eat? Wow, you're awesome. (laughs) More more than a cat. That's
1: all I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so so obviously don't do that to Todd, people. Well, this has been an episode of the Happy Clappy Podcast. We lost focus. A few yeah, times. this has. Yeah, that, that's the right way to say it. This has the episodes, been. This has been one of them. Oh, none of us were I hurt. Just want you to know, uh, man.
2: and none I of us were mom. pierced
0: for for this podcast.
2: No, no ponies were were yeah. harmed in the making of this
0: podcast. But to circle back to the beginning, if you haven't seen the new pony movie, it's on Netflix. It's wonderful, and if you think about it, it, it is talk a really about the history. Message. It really does of the kingdom of Israel, and good luck. If you don't know what that means, contact one of us. We'd love to tell you more about it. If
2: you're not a fan of My Little Ponies, this is a great entry movie. It really
0: is. It is. Essentially. Yeah. Well, this has I been a
1: great. The thing about the movie series, which actually is important because we're about to start it here in August down at the shoreline. You know, we're looking for biblical themes in secular movies, and you can look at just about anything and you can find something of redemptive value if you are willing to uh, think and question, even something that's bad, you can understand, hey, this is something, it's talking about something bad, but how does it relate to Scripture? Because Scripture has a lot to say about things that are bad.
0: Yep, that's true. Absolutely. Until next time, we will catch you on another episode of the Happy Clappy Podcast. By the way, man, you're not, not pierced. Don't, I, don't get off on a tangent again. You're
1: really stuck on that pierced. The only words that came through right then